0: Welcome back to the Blind Tide Rewind. I am one of your hosts, Jeremy Timmerman, joined as always by my buddy, Justin Baxley. Justin, how's it going, man?
1: It's going well, brother. Uh, you know, it's it's been a busy, busy few weeks. Uh, I'm on a new schedule. Uh, I don't know how people get up this early. Um, I've been doing like a six o'clock shift, and that is just, I tell you, brother, I, I if you if that's the shift you've got, I, I feel for you, because I'm not used to it yet.
0: No, I, I wouldn't. I'm, 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 My shift is I'm supposed to be at the office at 730 and supposed to is doing a lot of work in that sentence. Um, <laughs> so, but yeah, no, I if you know us, we've, we've had a funny transition over the last couple of years. Of course, first of all, was that a was
1: that a, a pop to a top that I just heard? It was. I, I wish I could say that it was exciting. I really do. It is actually it, just a Dr. Pepper cherry zero, which, by the way, was a recommendation from Jeremy, folks. It's a delicious beverage. Uh,
0: um, I'm drinking on some water tonight, which is another transition. There's no booze right now. I mean, it's not like we made any big decision. It's just there's no booze. We're drinking light, soft drinks. Um, but there was a time. Now, granted, this podcast began in the throes of the pandemic uh, with, uh, when when, we were not going to work the next day. But there were nights, folks, where we would watch three full-on episodes of Survivor, and then we like, want to record an episode? Sure, that's great. Last night, that double out, that double episode of Survivor, that double opener, uh, two hours at ten o'clock. I was like, "Hey, man, you wanna uh, you wanna record?" And Justin said, "Not particularly. I'm tired," and I wasn't mad at that. I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, that's that sounds like a great idea." I wasn't really wanting to record right now either. Um, so it's just you know, remember the when you're listening to this, we are there are lots of people out there that have paid podcasts where this is their jobs. Uh, we are not those people. Uh, this is a labor of love, as they say.
1: It is, it is. And we, and we do love, love doing it. I mean, it's. Oh, we do. Well, I mean, I love it, but the starting to record at
0: 1030 is, is not something that we are going to be able to do very often. And listen, last
1: night definitely didn't fit in. Listen, I'm telling you the the, the pandemic was a, it feels like many moons ago now, but like it really has only been a couple of years, but I mean, there were nights, nice, bro, where we were, we were doing, like you said, we were doing those three or four episodes, we were recording an episode, and then I was staying up a little longer, like, yeah, but a lot of that was, I didn't have to be at work till noon, and so, like, I had it, this really odd schedule, and even then, work was like
0: your kitchen table, so, you know, you, you weren't having to, like, actually go anywhere, yeah, it was, uh, it was a lot, but, uh, man, I just think... I'm ready to dig into this this episode. Season forty-four started wild last night, man.
1: I was going to say, speaking of a lot, um, we got a lot thrown at us. Yeah. my <laughs> bad. I, I stepped all over your segue. He did, he did, but it's okay. We're look, we're we are just getting back into the groove of things. Uh, this is this is uh, what our second episode back from a little bit of a a little hiatus, a, a season break. Uh, but we're back and so we're still we're still working out the kinks folks uh even though we've done probably like 80 90 episodes now i don't actually know jeremy keeps up with that it's about 80 okay so we've done like 80 episodes so it's not like we're we're novices at this point and we both got backgrounds in doing this kind of stuff so point being we're sorry about your uh typical segue uh try that again um speaking of a lot jeremy A lot was thrown at us last night in our first episode of Survivor of the season. And oddly it started immediately right out the gate. I don't know that I've ever seen them start with like a, a breaking of the kind of the fourth wall, so to speak a little bit where like production is talking to a survivor and like, Hey, like you need to like introduce yourself. Like this is literally the easiest thing you're going to do out here. And Carolyn's like, What do I do with my hands? She went full Ricky Bobby on us. Yeah. And like did it immediately. And so it was just a really odd opener and it kind of set the tone for the night. Like we had a lot of really odd things happen. Um, We had a a medevac. We had another one that I thought was going to be a medevac for a minute. Like we had some record breaking stuff happen with, with, with the first tribal, I guess of the season. And like, it was just a ton thrown at us all at once. And it really was. The tone was literally set. From the minute that Carolyn. Popped on our screens. And she was talking about. That she didn't know what to do with her hands. And didn't know like. What What are you asking me to do right now. And it was basically like. They just wanted to introduce herself. Like hey. I'm Carolyn. And like she just came across as really weird. And wonky. And I, the first thing I messaged you was. We may have just been introduced to the winner of the season. Or. We might be introduced to the first boot. Um, and you had a different theory for like, <laughs> after we watched her in action, there is some leeway uh, for, for where, where her journey can go.
0: Yeah, I, th- I mean, I, I do think, and, and obviously now, I, I really feel like this is who she is. She's like the Cody. Uh, but I, I don't know that she's going to last as long as Cody does because unlike Cody, a lot of the people around her seem to already be like, she's a lot to deal with. <laughs> um, and she was aggressively bad at her portion of one of the challenges last night. Um, but I still feel like her her role is is a Cody like character or like Brad or JD from season forty one, where they are just out there with their hair on fire, uh, big character moments, big quotes, big faces. Somebody mentioned on Twitter, I think it was it might have been Fishbach about how many how many gifs or gifs whichever. Uh, pronunciation you prefer um, how many How many of those that, that Carolyn's face was producing last night I mean there was one point where she was like licking her lips like a lizard it was weird um, but I do think that's her role is she is the character actor so to speak of the first um, you know maybe five or six episodes I, I may, maybe into the merge but I do think she's somebody that's going to fizzle out at some point because she's a lot to handle
1: she is an absolute chaos goblin yeah. like like I don't know any other way of describing it she is an, a, a full-on chaos goblin and I love it I'm here for it like and of course it helps that she was my number one pick and I, I, look if you if you go back and listen to our draft episode which everybody should
0: um <laughs> that was episode 75 by the way this will be
1: episode 76. Look at us. Uh, so professional. Um, but go back, listen to episode 75, check out our drafty draft. And I picked her. But I don't even remember why I picked her, to be honest. probably. I'm sure
0: the, it wasn't anything logical.
1: Uh, no, I'm sure she said she loved her mom or something. She probably loves uh, her mother. That's, that is yeah. true. But point being, like, I picked her. Uh, and uh, these are the kind of people that I do end up with most seasons, or, like, that I pick. It's the really, really high ceiling with the extremely low floor. Um, And that feels like what I have in Carolyn. Like, she feels like she genuinely could be the winner. Or she could go home at literally any point. And I know everybody's probably listening and saying, well, Justin, that fits like 98% of the cast. But no, like, she genuinely is the person that, like, she could walk into the next tribal. Everybody just kind of looks and goes, Yeah, we're just tired of her. But also, like, if she makes it to the end, she's also somebody who they're going to be like, I don't know how she got here. She clearly played a better game than we even realized. Like, let's just give her the money. Yeah. No, kind of like Gabler, you know? Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. But, um, you know, and in, in addition to that, that they threw at us just right out the gate, well, mini segue here. They threw some tweaks to a lot of the new elements of Survivor. The the, the elements of Survivor that have been there since forty one, they tweaked them, and a lot of a lot of those tweaks I liked. Um, I don't know how you felt, but like very early, they go to that first opening reward challenge, where in the past, uh, and it was this way th- this time, um, the winning tribe gets their supplies, their hunky dory. And then in the past, the other two would go back and they would have to choose strength or savvy. In this case, the strength challenge was this god-awful-looking coconut business where you had to drag a bag back and forth, a, a big net bag, and, and put a, one coconut at a time. It was probably, like, what, 50 coconuts? Um, it was heavy enough that by the end, two big dudes, one of whom was an NFL player, was having trouble with it. Um, and the other was a... A, a new kind of puzzle, it was similar to the triangle puzzle, but it was it was more of a 3D. Um, I don't know that it was as challenging as the triangle puzzle. But the second place team would get to choose which of those challenges they got to do, and then the losing team had, got whatever was left. I, I just like that little tweak because one thing I, I, I like, one, I like when they find a way to make, the teams continue to fight. When that first team wins the challenge, the other two continue to fight it out. I like that. Um, and I also like that there was some consequences. Um, I don't know. It just seemed like something that really wouldn't matter that much because most seasons, one of the tribes has ended up picking savvy and one has ended up picking strength. Um, so it's not – it really changed how the season works that much. I just liked that little that little tweak. How would you feel about it? I really
1: liked that one in particular because it it incentivized finishing second, right? Yeah, like it it gave them a reason to continue to fight. Um, and otherwise, otherwise you wouldn't have really had a reason to continue on. You like you just both like whoever won won, and you the other two would just go back and do what they were supposed to do, and uh, they'd probably both complete whatever they did. Um, cause like the other thing too was, is like, they've kind of been easy in the past, right? Like the, the sweat or strength, whatever it's called. Um, that one, like, was it, was it Danny and Deshaun that basically like, they went like goofed off for like four hours and then went and did it in like 20 minutes. And then they were
0: hunting, it. they were, they
1: were hunting for idols for a good portion of their time. Right. And so like, this didn't feel that way. Like, this. No. This felt like a legitimate, like, thing that they had to do. Um, and it, it really forces you to go all out, even at the first challenge, which, again, everybody has said, I say everybody, there's a lot of the Survivor community that doesn't love the fact that it's, like, shortened seasons, right? And how it's not as hard as Survivor was back in my day, <laughs> But little things, little changes like this, where you basically have to go all out from the minute you walk on the island to the the second you leave. To me, that's what makes this particular, like, the sprint version of Survivor that much tougher. Because, right. I don't know about you, Jeremy, but I can probably walk, if I had to, three, four, five miles. Brother, I don't know that I could sprint to the to the end of ba- uh, to the end of the road that I live on. Like, and I don't mean like the big road. I mean like that. <laughs> Jeremy knows what I'm talking about. But like the road that connects us. Yeah, uh, <laughs> like I don't think I could sprint all the way down to that road. But I could probably walk four or five miles. Not saying Survivor is necessarily the same thing, but basically, like the marathon to me sometimes can be easier than the sprint. And they have made this sprint incredibly difficult to try to make up for the fact that, well, it's no longer a marathon. Um, and I think so, I think we saw with you, you mentioned Bruce's medevac. I think
0: the nature of the way this game opens now played a big role in that. Because... Yeah he's out there. He's immediately gassed. He's, he, they don't get to, you know, have some water before they have a challenge. I mean, they're right on the beach. They start a challenge. Uh, so he's immediately dehydrated, um, immediately overexerts himself, bumps his head and uh, head wounds bleed pretty bad anyway, but because of how, I mean, it was a lot of blood, I guess, but it was not a lot of blood for a head wound. Um, so it really wasn't that bad of a
1: wound that, and he really, I, I mean, I, Did you think he hit his head that hard? No, I didn't until, like, he was, like, laying there with the doctor.
0: Yeah, so I think a lot of it is heat.
1: Uh, They get right
0: out there. There's dehydration. Um, I wonder if uh, that first time he fell out, and then this is why the doctor didn't pull him from the game immediately. I wonder if that was an adrenaline thing. I wonder if that was a – or or sometimes when you have a wound, particularly one you can't see – um, you get kind of woozy. If all you see is, oh, I pull my hand away and I'm bleeding, how bad is this? Um, I had one in high school where I was playing basketball, and um, I bit through my lip, and yes. I bled a whole bunch, but I couldn't see it, obviously. And, and that plays with your mind a little bit. And I wonder if the doctor knew that, that it was just a little bit of a shock thing, but not like a blood loss shock, just a, a, a more of a, an emotional shock that they just kind of took him out for a second. But then he doesn't get a whole ton of water. There's not a whole ton of fresh water to be gotten out there. Um, not as much as you should have when you're in those kind of conditions. He's not eating. You know, they don't have food yet. Um, and so his body just can't recover like it should. And that's why later that night, he's still woozy. He's still not feeling well. And he ends up having to go home. Um so I think that's just an illustration of what you're talking about. Is that what really wasn't that bad of an injury sent him into a hospital because those conditions
1: are so harsh right out the gate? Yeah, I think that's ultimately that's the the issue here, right? Is that it really wasn't that it didn't look that bad, but you add in all like you said all the factors, and again they do this on purpose. Like, yeah, I think this is the. This is the thing that you have to, like, if you're going to watch Survivor now, you have to understand the trade-off is that, yeah, they're not having to be out there for, was it 39 days? It's yeah. A lot less now, but the physical toll on the body, like, if you see these people, like, the weight loss is still the same, right? Like, we've seen that over the last couple of seasons. Yeah. Um, in fact, if I'm not mistaken, some of them have lost even more weight over the last couple of seasons than what we what we saw in the seasons before. Yeah. The, the rice is lesson. They don't give as many reward challenges. And not only that, but like the rewards are like, here's some PB and J. Here's it's a the, fish. For yeah. all of you. <laughs> yeah. Like here's ten fish everybody go eat. Versus like what we got what what they used to do was like they're going to a spa and they get to eat a buffet. Uh they're gonna take them to like this island resort and you get to Spend the night, take a shower, all this stuff. These people do not get that, folks. Like, they, this is very bare bones. Like, they don't get very much rice to start the season with. They're not given fishing equipment right away. Like, Survivor of Old, where they were going 39 days, like, yes, that mentally is probably more exhausting in terms of just having to be in game mode for longer. But Jeremy, physically taxing. I don't know that I wouldn't rather do the thirty-nine days.
0: Um, and, and you know, there were other t- tweaks that they made. You know, we, we we talked about the the you know making the shorter schedule work, and and some of that has has taken some tweaks. But but for instance, they they tweaked the summit, um, and I wasn't crazy about the way they got into this decision because i thought there was very little strategy Mm -hmm. um how did you feel about it because you know when they go up there and they and they pull the bag i didn't like what i have enjoyed about the last couple seasons is that they were able to discuss the decision kind of get to know their situation figure out what each other i like that the decisions um relied on what the other people were going to do yeah. Right, right. Like it was. It was that well, was the that was the whole point of the summit is that they had to they had to come to a decision of how they were going to do it and and kind of feel each other out and there was none of that this time.
1: What I really loved about the the other one was like specifically was it last season when um or it might have been two seasons ago whenever Ch- was it Chanel that no. was last season it yeah. was last season okay it's been a while uh, <laughs> Chanel says I can't risk my vote proceeds to risk vote. And who did it cost? It cost somebody their vote. Um,
0: well, it cost Omar, but that was what not Omar. I guess it's Chanel cost Omar. So I guess that was two seasons ago.
1: Okay. I well, see. I didn't. I wasn't super off. Anyway, point being, um, somebody got cost the vote because the other person said. I can't afford to risk my vote and proceeds to do exactly that. And then like, I liked that. Like, well, I mean, I thought it was dumb, but like, I liked it. We got that kind of like TV because then what it set up was you got to watch them like try to figure out how to navigate without their vote. Yeah. Um, like Omer ended up making like the big decision because he never went back to trouble. So his first, first one was back at the merge. And so he didn't have a vote for the merge. And yet he made the decision of who to send home. And I just, I really thought in my mind, like that kind of stuff there is what I watched survivor for. And the one last night was like, here's a piece of paper. And like, this is what we would have got. Like, see, look, I got my vote taken versus like, and, and the other thing is like, it also, they figured out that, uh, it created the weird. It did create that weird moment. I will say at uh at the challenge, where I'm still learning names, but the one girl told Matt, uh, and I only know Matt because he almost killed himself on the rocks. Uh, <laughs> it was another really nasty situation. But anyway, so she tells Matt something like, "Hey, did so and so show you their paper and like tell you they lost their vote?" And he's like, "Well." she told me that that she lost her vote, but she didn't show us any kind of paper. They had papers. And it's like, it did create that moment. But to me, that's not nearly as dramatic as like some of the stuff we got out of Homer. And it's like, that to me is not necessarily drama in the set. Like for us, it was more like, I don't know. It felt petty. I don't know if it just felt like she just randomly decided like, Hey, I'm going to tell this dude that like, Hey, you should watch out for that girl. From
0: the summit, <laughs> Yeah. And, and even that, we don't get, we only got that drama because Bruce had to be medevaced. Oh, yeah. That's true. That's the only reason people were sitting out. If, if, if nobody's sitting out there, we don't even get that. So it just, and I, I like the thought behind the way they set it up where if you pull the first piece of paper and it's a lost vote, you can try again, but you'll lose two, two votes. Right. If, if you draw that second, but, and somebody immediately got there. Once you've lost the one vote, it's like, I mean, I might as well try again, right? Right. And so they make them, I think if you want the drama of the decision, you actually have to let them have the choice not to pull anything. Um. Give them, because once they've pulled the one lost vote, they're just going to be like, I mean, why the heck not? I'll, I'll do it again. Um and and so I just I, I didn't I I felt like that was just a, a I respect that they're tweaking things and I like that they're continuing to try to update the game and find new ways to make these things work. I just don't like that one fell flat.
1: yeah, I that one wasn't that one wasn't for me and I, I did not like that one one I'll throw out there that I did like. I kind
0: of like the birdcage thing. <laughs> I
1: don't
0: the know. Bird how you cage thing. About it. It, I'm torn on it. I think it's fun. It um, fun. As a wrestling, as a wrestling fan, I did have bad flashbacks to Eric Rowan's cage. <laughs> um, what I, what I don't think I really like a ton um, is that it's so visible. Yeah. That like it. And, and and we saw like the extreme version of it that that one tribe you know uh, what's his face Brandon basically told everybody that he had found that he had the key and we're all gonna go unlock lock it together hoorah but there's not really any other way to do that because it's so it's and it it from the way all three tribes found it it was not out of the way it was on the way to their water on the way to their well so it's going to be very difficult for anyone to find the key and get up there and open it without everybody knowing they did it.
1: Um, um, did you see the tweet that Rick replied to earlier about that? No. Um, Rick Devens, friend of the show, friend uh, of the podcast, friend of the podcast. Uh, <laughs> he replied back and, and said something along the lines of, "Well, it's, it's that easy," but basically, a guy from I think it's People Magazine or whoever does the e e e entertainment or whatever, whoever does all the recaps, Dalton uh, Ross, Dalton Ross. Yeah, he said. That if Brandon could have gotten away, like, like not literally gotten away, but, like, when nobody's around, unlocks it, stuffs the pouch back full of rocks, locks it back, takes the key, throws it in the ocean, nobody ever knows. Like, they can't get into it. Nobody ever knows that he has the idol, and they think that thing is still locked up, and they have no way of getting into it. And I thought that was, be, like, that might be brilliant.
0: If you and you don't even know. And you don't even have to go that far if you can get there because it's got remember it had a fake idol in it. So uh-huh. you could just take the real idol, put the fake idol back and then go rehide the key and then it doesn't matter who finds it.
1: Oh yeah, I guess that's true. Or but you know, the, but
0: other the route, issue you throw it. Yeah, or you throw it, but like you can just you can leave the key somewhere really easy to find.
1: Jeremy, I and, really like the idea throw it.
0: I do like that <laughs> idea. That's fun but, as as a player, what I would be worried is, if I do that, is production just gonna hide another key?
1: Yeah.
0: um, you know, you like you don't
1: know can I do that? Yeah, and like that that is true. I didn't think about like the gamesmanship of it. They may not allow it. And what and that and that's another thing you don't want
0: is like you're out there trying to be sneaky and all of a sudden you gotta have a conversation with production because you were about to throw this key in the ocean that they didn't want you to throw and and that might make you look suspicious. But I still go back to that cage was in such a prominent it was out in the open too like in all three tribes it was in like an open area in the woods where it would just be very hard to sneak over there by yourself.
1: Well you do um, it during at night. Yeah like, like, like he he got way too excited and way too like let me go do it right now. Yeah. Like, that's one, I promise you, I promise you, my boy Rick could have gotten there in the dead of the night and snuck in there, got the idol, and, and left none the wiser. Like, nobody would have known that Rick had that idol, I promise Yeah, you.
0: Yeah, I, I just, I, I would have liked to see it hidden a little better. It, it, I would have liked to see it hidden to where, like, maybe not everybody finds it.
1: That's true. I like, like
0: that. Like maybe not everybody knows that it even
1: exists. Yeah. Um, but I mean that's almost the same thing as like an idol, and I think this is this is maybe their way of combating hidden hidden immunity idol. Is not to hide them at all, but to hide the the means in which to get them. Yeah. No. I mean um, that
0: that makes sense.
1: Um, and, and it forces you to either share it with everyone. Or it forces you to maybe run the clock out and try to get to it when nobody is paying attention.
0: Yeah. I think what I would have tried to do, I mean, it wouldn't work because I'm huge, but I would have tried to do a Tony Spy Shack on the cage Mm. so that you know who opens the cage and you don't, but you're not the one who does it. Okay, I like that. That's not bad. That's... I th- I think that that would have been my attempt. Just try to find a way to stake out and just kind of keep an eye on the cage without everybody knowing that I was looking right. at the cage. Um, some things I did like. I do. I enjoy the new advantages. They're way the ones that they got from the um, uh, summit that I didn't particularly enjoy. I do like the advantages. Um, mm-hmm. They're to me. If we're ranking all the new non-idle emerge all the new non-idle advantages that we've seen in the in the forties, these yeah. are probably ranked one and two for me. Okay. Um, I haven't seen them play out, but th- all of the others, as soon as I heard about them, I've heard like, yeah, but I mean, that's that sounds dumb, you know. Like even beware advantages, I'm like, ah, it's fun TV, but that sucks. Um, the knowledge is power there's it's really hard to play that well and it, and, it, and it doesn't make great tv either in my opinion um but both of these make for great television you got the one that is the uh bank your vote and i immediately knew how i'd play that like that's a, such an easy one to play you come back and you say you don't tell a lie you say i lost my vote because that is a logical thing that could have happened and in this type of summit <laughs> Neither of the other people knows whether you lost your vote. It's not like the others were like they could tell your your, your tribe mates at the merge. Well, listen, I know for a fact that she still had her vote because she didn't risk it. In this case, they don't know what you did. Um, they have no way of knowing what you did. And the odds were that you did lose a vote even to get an advantage. The odds were you lost a vote first. So right. you come back and you say, yeah, I lost my vote. And then when you don't have a vote, nobody's expecting it. What they don't realize is that you have a second vote. Um, and you just throw that out there whenever, you, whenever,
1: whenever you want. Well, um, and it, I like that one more <laughs> so than the Steela vote. Yeah, um, because or what's the other? They, they've given out like extra votes before. I like this I mean, better than the extra vote too.
0: Yeah, no, I, I, I like this because I think there's an easy way to play it that, like, it's even easier to play than one of those others because when you say i don't have i lost my vote it almost takes a target off of you because you lost it especially in that regard if you come back and say yeah they made us draw out of a bag and i lost my vote you didn't make a choice you didn't risk your vote you had to you had to draw out of the bag and so it just it kind of softens the blow and then it, it just lets you be real sneaky for free and sometimes i like that in survivor is that like there have been a couple of times, and I can't think of any hard examples, but there have been a couple of times over the last couple of seasons where like players didn't get a choice in the matter, and they end up getting penalized for getting chosen for something they didn't want to do, and I, I that never feels super fair to me. Yeah, um, you're
1: a big fair guy. I'll, I'll give you that. I'm like I'm not. I want to talk about the thing down in Perry. Um,
0: I do like going to the fair, but I, I just—it never seems super fair when you didn't like. In this case, um, making them draw out of that bag—they didn't get a choice; they had to draw out of that bag, and then like it's a two-thirds chance they're going to lose their vote. All right, um, that sucks, but at least this way you can get something out of that. So I, I enjoyed that. The other one feels—was uh, I understanding right? Will they? Will everyone know that you're? inheriting everything from that tribal or is it done in secret?
1: I don't know. I didn't really understand that one as much as I did. And that goes back to like the last few seasons we've had really good narrators like immediately who could like explain the advantages to us. Um, or they've done like with Owen last year where like they started just putting it up on the screen of him like doing the, the idle math. Um, yeah. And so... I wish they'd explain that one a little better, because I don't know. Because if the the what we know is that
0: at, at a tribal, um, what's what is that girl's name even? I don't know. Uh, was it, it wasn't Maddie? It was. Uh, I don't know which one it was. Was it Claire?
1: Could be. January, Jeremy. I'm gonna be honest with you, buddy. I. I I do not know names yet. Like I I
0: don't either. I don't either. It was, it was, it was one of the girls. Um, she has the ability now to, um, she has the ability now to, at some tribal, she can just say, I want to inherit every advantage and idol that was used here tonight. And if she has to tell everybody she's doing that, then that's obviously a, a risk. But, buddy, if she can do that in private, like, if she can just, like, go to, pro- yeah. go to go go to to production somehow afterwards and say, I'm using my inheritance advantage.
1: Yeah. Well, the other option is, is even if you have to tell, like, if you get two or three idols at once, which I know that's rare, it's gonna be hard to do. But like, if you got, like, let's just say she got a bank of vote, two idols, and something else, like, I don't know that it's going to matter, that especially depending on when she plays it. Like she plays that at like final six, um, and they're like they play two idols and uh, the stub of the other vote thing. All of a sudden, she gets all of that heading into final five, and that's the last time you can play those things. Like she can pretty much pick who comes with her.
0: Yeah, and and you're right. At that point, it doesn't matter who.
1: It doesn't matter um, if everybody knows she's got it. It doesn't because, matter if everybody knows. Because she has effectively taken out anybody that was going to vote her out, and the other people are in debt to her.
0: Yeah, like, no, that's,
1: that's, a, that's yeah. a fair point. So, I mean, it, it creates that. But the problem is, like, you, it's, <laughs> my one worry with that advantage is similar to the thing with the uh, knowledge is power, is it sounds really great on paper. But in practice, I don't know how well that's going to work, especially if she has to, like, tell everybody. Well, and if it works out, like
0: you said, where there's a really big tribal council at Final Seven or Final Six where she can essentially, you know, oh, man, we're at Final Seven and there were just two idols and a steal of vote played. I think I'm going to use it now. But what happens if at the merge, when there's 12 people left, suddenly two idols and a steal a vote and the bank of vote all come out and she feels like, okay, this is never going to be a better one. I got to play it now. But now she has a timetable of basically three tribals before she's going home. Right.
1: I mean, barring a miracle.
0: Yeah. So right? it, like- it, there's a lot of risk there. But the other thing is that with this, um, with the knowledge is power. You kind of feel like you have to use it, especially the way that they set up the season, where you do know where three idols are. You yeah. almost feel like an idiot if you don't use it. But this one I could see easily just being like, listen, I'm not gonna put my target that target on my back right now. You know? Because you can always wait. Somebody's gonna play an idol later where you can just go, Yeah, I'm gonna use the inheritance now. And now you've got an idol at final eight. Yes, you didn't get the three the two idols and a in a steal a vote at final twelve, but it's a little bit less of a target when you just take home an idol, you know?
1: Right. Well, and especially like when you play it. Like I think that's gonna be the key here. I mean if she if she plays it before merge, like I think that's her window is maybe right before merge plays it, or she waits till end game.
0: Yeah, th- those are the only two times you can do it. Um, effectively.
1: Like, yeah, I mean, you've got to wait till like, Final Six, Final Seven, because one or two idols, or one idol on a stable vote, or whatever, and be happy with that instead of trying to get a haul at the merge.
0: Because what you can do, if you're on a tribe, especially if you're on a tribe where you know who has the idol, you can work a deal if you do it right before merge. and like, hey, listen, here's what we do. To be sure... Tonight you play your idol. I'm gonna have yes. so and so play their bank of vote. I'm gonna or whatever, and then I'm gonna play this inheritance, and I'm just gonna get it all back for us. Oh, and, that's the
1: point. If you and,
0: if, and then oh, we're my, gonna we're okay. gonna get we ensure that we get rid of player A, and we take all this to the merge with us. So we make sure they're gone, and we get it all back.
1: I like that way of doing it. Um, if you if you form a good alliance with like three or four people. You play it and you get it all back. The other thing is, is, you could do the same thing if you don't have to tell if you don't have to tell anybody about production. Yeah. Uh, like, I wonder if it's going to be one of those things where, like, you could go into the boating booth and you play it there. But Which remember, oh, oh, yeah. You don't know if everybody's playing their stuff that night. Like to me, that might be the best. Like, I don't know if that's the way they're doing it, but I almost like that better. Yeah. Of, like, no, you kind of have to guess when they're going to do it all. But if you can convince everybody to play their stuff on a night, and you go secretly play that, and then you get it all back, then like especially like final six, final seven, you probably know an idol is coming out. Yeah. So like That's that true. might be the move, is it? And I don't know how the we're going to try to figure that out soon. Um, you know, I looked. I looked play. at.
0: The, I looked at the episode recap on Wikipedia, and it's not there. Usually, you can find some good intel there, and it's not there.
1: Yeah. So I just wonder, like, if it's if it works that way, where like you have to write it down, like in the voting booth. I'm gonna be real excited for that advantage. That one's yeah. gonna be more fun if they have to play it without knowing what's gonna be played, but also that nobody knows that you get all the stuff. Yeah. Um. I, the the I, I'm gonna move on to to, to tribal, um, if that's okay with you.
0: No, that's perfect. <sighs>
1: Brother, I don't know what we witnessed. I don't know if seen a, a tribal quite like that to kick a season off. And we've probably only seen one other tribal like that ever. Um, where somebody went home receiving just one singular vote. Uh, yeah. And that tells you the craziness of this. And again, I go back <laughs> to Brother Carolyn set the table of how we, wow, wacky and wild the night was going to be. And it, it, it coasted all the way to the end. Like we got wacky and wild the rest of the night.
0: It was it was unbelievable. It was absolutely unbelievable. I, I mean when first of all, I thought Brandon had just had just wrecked himself. Uh, and I don't think it was really anything he did. It was that stereotypical, not stereotypical, but it was it was just a prototypical thing that happens on Survivor where like all he did was say, hey. Um, I've heard that she is lying to us. And it wasn't even him that said it, it was it was uh the other guy. What's the, the guy that that tore his shoulder out of socket? Matt. Yeah. Matthew. Matthew is the one who said, Hey, um, Lauren is lying to us. She probably has an advantage, and that's why she's lying to us. Let's go ahead and get her out. And Brandon's like, Cool, let's do that. And they brought it up to one of the girls, and next thing you know, um, Brandon is cocky and Brandon is arrogant, and uh, he he's running the show. We got to get go ahead and take him out now because you know he's got that idol, and uh, so he's not going to be expecting it. And I thought he had just, you know, by being the one that found the idol, had ended his own game. So I mean, I, I I'm just it was just a roller coaster of a tribal, not knowing who stood where. And I never really understood why Jamie played her shot in the dark. Like why she just went straight in there.
1: Um, is Jamie the one that had the bank of vote? No. Oh, okay. I couldn't remember. I no. I, got, I, I I'll be honest, Jeremy. I got lost in the sauce. When
0: no. It came to. Lauren had the bank of the part vote, part. and and what it looked like was going to happen because Lauren had all but said. She was going, in confessionals now, not to her tribe mates. She had all but said, I'm going to play my bank of vote. I'm going to go ahead and do that. I'm going to bank my vote tonight. And because as far as she knew, everybody was voting with her on Brandon, maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't even know. And, and so as far as she knew, that's what was happening is, is everybody was voting with her on Brandon. And let's see who was on that tribe: Maddie, Brandon, Kane. Yeah, like everybody thought she she thought that everybody was going to work with her. She was going to vote her. Um, she thought the girls were with her for sure. And so she and and Kane and she was going to roll her bank of vote. But then Jamie says she's going to roll her shot in the dark, and for some reason. Lauren still did her bank a vote, which took which made it to where even if she's right, it's a 2-2 vote. Because at that point, she doesn't have a vote. Um, Jamie doesn't have a vote. As far as she knows, uh, Matt and Brandon are voting for um, whoever they're going to vote for. And as far as she knows, Kane and Maddie are voting for brandon so it's going to be a two-two tie at that point so i'm yeah yeah wait who did you say were voting as far as she knew it would have been matt and brandon voting for whoever they're voting for now what she doesn't realize is that at at the time that plan was her oh Um, but they're going to vote for together and then as far as she knows, Kane and Maddie are gonna vote for Brandon, and it's gonna be a two-two tie. But she doesn't have a vote, so she doesn't get to vote in the follow-up. So then it's gonna be uh, Maddie. It's gonna be Maddie. I guess. I guess. I guess that's the thought that Maddie and Kane would then vote for Brandon because it's uh, because it's 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 a, only three people are voting at that point. Maddie Kane and Matt and Maddie and Kane are on the same side. So I guess that's what she thought about is that on a revote it's just going to work out. But it's just that seemed like a big risk there when you knew one of your allies wasn't voting. And then Matt decides he's not voting either. He's going to roll his shot in the dark.
1: Yeah. You know. I didn't understand
0: that. I really didn't understand that one either.
1: Now with her she may have known that she no, that's not true. I don't know. I, Again, folks, I promise we watched. It, just, it was very bonkers.
0: I never understood because there was never a point where either one of them were in
1: danger. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I guess that's fair. Yeah.
0: Jamie and Matt were the two people. We heard uh, Brandon's name. We heard La- uh, Lauren's name. Yeah, We know that Maddie is the one that went home because Brandon voted for her. But nobody ever said either of, so three of the six people on the tribe were on the table at some point and two other people decided to play their shots in the dark.
1: Yeah, and look, it worked out for for, uh, for one of them, which was oh, really cool. Like, it was history making. Yeah, I, th- I do think that's funny.
0: that The first time we've seen the shot in the dark work is the first time that someone was playing it who absolutely didn't need to. Yeah, and I, I did see an explanation for Matt's. Is that that was his way of? He didn't. If if Brandon somehow stays, he did not have to vote for Brandon. Right. And if Brandon goes home, he didn't vote for somebody else. You know, he didn't vote. He didn't vote with Brandon, but he didn't vote against Brandon. So no matter what happens, he doesn't have any blood on his hands. I think he probably realized that, like. If this thing goes sideways, me voting with Brandon doesn't help. Yep. Um, and if he, if Brandon manages to pull this off, I don't want to have. I do not want to have voted for him. And so it'll be easy for Matt to explain that when they get back to tribal, he say or got back to camp. He said, "Hey, I figured out real fast that like my vote really didn't matter too uh, too much for to help you. Um, and I did not want to vote for you." So this is what I did, um, and it really cost me in the end. Like, because that—that's the thing about that move—is it does cost me. Said so I can't ever do that, and I can't ever do that again. Even when he, even when Matt is in trouble later, like everybody's going to be at some point, probably he can't roll shot in the dark again. Um. So, I it, his in the end made a ton of sense, but at the time I was like, "What are you doing?"
1: Yeah, I mean, look, it, and it, it just speaks to the bonkersness that was that trouble, but it also speaks to maybe we have a really great cast.
0: A good cast. I mean, I, there's nobody that I, I don't particularly enjoy Carolyn, but like, she's not well, like David. He, she's not like Dave in China levels. You know, I just, uh, she's, she, I can tell she's somebody who's going to get on my nerves.
1: Yeah, that's fair. And, and look, those are, those are the characters that I love about survivor, right? Like those are the people that I latch onto to some degree. Not Dave and China, though. He was just in words um, that I can't say out here. So, uh, <laughs> point being, Carolyn is a character that I really like. And this I think that this cast is going to have a lot of those characters. But if that really is the reason that Matt made that move, that is high-level thinking. For a Oh, friend. it is? Like, that's high-level thinking for episode one. And it really tells me that we're about to get into one heck of a season, Jeremy. Yeah, yeah.
0: I, I really enjoyed it. I hate that Maddie went home the way she did um, because she did catch Brandon lying. And that's why she thought her read was correct. This is someone who was going to lie to me. Um, He then told the truth sort of in a way that let her know for sure he was planning on lying to her and just decided not to, he had an idol. He's a big physical threat. Um, So, you know, it's somebody that if he's a good player and you just, and you decide after the merge, uh, you know, I, I want to take him out. He might be hard. He might be hard to take out. Yep. Um, and so uh, I respect her play, but it just, yeah. And I think what Matt not voting also did is they were sitting across from each other. So that him and Brandon didn't get really a chance to talk in tribal. I wonder if that was just Matt's signal, like, bruh. Play that idol. You gotta play it. <laughs> like I can't help you. You gotta play it. Like that if I'm Brandon, that pushes me over the edge. I have one ally and he's not voting. I gotta go. I, I gotta play this idol. Um, And I had, I told you, I think before, before the tribal, I I told you, regardless of what the situation was with Brandon, as soon as everybody knew he had that idol, I would have just burned it. You know, they'll put another one out at some point. Like I would have just burned it and been like, you know what? I don't want this thing. I don't, everybody knows I have it. It's weird. Everybody knows that I've got a fake one too. I'm just gonna burn this idol and just be done with it. And 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 lots of people have played Survivor without without finding an idol on the first day. I'll be okay. You know, it would have been nice to have one right now, but I, I, this ain't the way to take it. I'm just gonna be safe. That's what that's the way I would have played that. Um, and he just ended up doing it anyway.
1: Yeah, he did it. Not necessarily for the reasons that you're saying, but he definitely did it. And he almost, like, I mean, his luck, right way of saying that, like, he kind of lucked into the right play.
0: Yeah, he 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 lucked into the right play. But what we also don't know is that sometimes we are shown things that happen in a different order or in a different manner than they actually happened for TV drama. Like, we've talked about that. When there are votes that, like, they end up being seven to one, But we're led to believe, up until when the votes are read, that there's a real chance somebody else might be going home. And in reality, what probably happened there is they showed us all five minutes of the discussion from that day of someone other than the person who went home. But they had to create some drama. There's a chance that what we don't know is that Brandon, as soon as he found that idol, was planning on playing that
1: idol. Right. And They did a good job of keeping us in the dark on that.
0: Yeah, no, I'm, I'm not blaming him. I'm not saying it's bad TV. I think that's that's a great way to do it. But I, I I just wonder if he if he automatically, as soon as he found the idol the way he found it, and as soon as he started sensing that there was, you know, this is not as clean as I'd like it to be, uh, I'm just going to play my idol. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think now is a good time to transition into uh, – I, I don't know that I've read – are we ready to do best and worst edits? Or do we just want –
1: I'm personally not Jeremy. I I couldn't tell you who I thought had a best and worst edit. Now, that first even
0: right, like that, that first episode is always so even. We don't get into a ton of the backstories. Um, there's so much competition. There's so much chaos, and especially last night when you had three medical situations, I just don't know that anybody had a bad edit, and I don't know that anybody had a great edit because they've been doing really good with premieres these last couple seasons right. with um spreading out the edit so that we kind of get to know everybody and because of that I don't know anybody.
1: So well, to me, like Brandon probably have like the strongest edit if you want to throw that out there. But he also you can make a case that if like he could go home next week. Yeah. Uh, um, because because the, of a mistake he made in this episode. Right. Yeah. And I would say the same thing with Carolyn, like best edit in that she was the first person on the screen that we saw and she got and she didn't go home in this episode. So she may have some staying power, but also she could go home next week. Yeah, uh, another one that I'd throw out there is Bruce had the worst edit because he got knocked out, but also he kind of had a really good edit in the sense that like he, he battled, looking like a warrior. Yeah, he battled. He tried real so, hard. So I, yeah, I I don't know that I could give you uh, I could probably sit here and give you a best and worst edit for every person on that cast.
0: I would feel that way too, but I do think we want to do winter picks, and, and Justin came up with an idea. Of uh, we're gonna sh- do two, toop We think are winners, and we're, you know, we'll get bonus points in our in our fantasy game. Which I started out not well because I, I, both of the people who went home last night were on my roster. Um, but we we we're gonna pick two people, and then at the merge, we're gonna narrow it down, and we'll just have one from there on out. So, Justin, do you have somebody
1: that that you want for the for your first winner pick? Um. I'm torn because, like, there's obviously the one I want. But I don't think you're going to take the person, so I'm going to take the other person that I want. Mostly because I really want to say it again. Him Yam Yam. <laughs> yeah, I like I like him a lot. I like him a lot. For my first one,
0: I'm going to take Matthew – Uh, what's his last name? Matthew Grinstead-Mail, the guy who ripped his shoulder out of socket last night. Yeah
1: cool beard guy i like him yeah uh and then for my other pick i really like her jeremy i really do i really want her to to win i mean i'm 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 already on team carolyn i'm gonna go with carson Ooh. his name right the sign. yeah that's his name yeah yeah give me five this guy I'm going to stick with a strategy that it
0: did last season. and didn't work, but I'm going to do it anyway. I'm going to take my first pick. I'm going to go with Jamie. She had a weird edit last night, but I do think that she showed she's got some strategic chops. She's she's willing to take some risks. I'm going to stick with her. So I'm taking him and Matthew. Her and Matthew, you're taking Carson and Jam Jam. I think that's how it's pronounced is Jam Jam.
1: Uh, well, that's mm, gumming. I wish I'd have taken Carolyn, though.
0: <laughs> Because it's Jam, because his name's Jam Jam.
1: No, no, um, no. Because you did your first pick, and I wish I'd have done my first pick. Now, let me. Can I change it to, from Jam Jam to Carolyn?
0: Absolutely, brother. I'll let you do that.
1: That's my free change. Um, <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. You can you can absolutely do that. So you've got okay. Car you've got Carolyn and Carson. I have Jamie and Matthew. Not Matt, Matthew.
1: Okay, I'm, so, I'm here. For it. I feel really good about my pick because. She was my first overall pick. I like that we both took our first overall picks. Yeah, yeah. Just like fire draft a little bit. Yeah, I, I, that's why I wanted to change. That's the real reason. I actually do think Jam Jam has a chance. Um, yeah, but only because he got featured really heavy at the, at the opener. Yeah, he did. Like, and but then we didn't see him much.
0: Yeah, that's a good um, point. That's a really good point.
1: Out, but like he he was definitely like the, he's the first person that talked on the island.
0: Yeah, I think that makes. Uh, I, th- I think that is true. Yeah.
1: So uh, he's he's the one that I'm gonna keep an eye on. Yeah. But uh, I'm going Carolyn because she's my first pick, and Carson seemed to have some like next level thinking to him, and that's yeah. He, that that's my wheels were turning last night. He he was talking about something very specific, and I can't remember exactly what it was off the top of my head. But I was like, oh wait a minute that that seemed like a that seemed oh. like a next level survivor guy.
0: It was when um, it was when they were deciding savvy or or sweat, and oh. he he knew he was good at puzzles. He three D prints survivor puzzles at home and does them, but he didn't want to step up and say I'm the puzzle guy. He wanted somebody else to point him out as the puzzle guy, um, and That's- and he and he did it successfully. That that was a really smart play.
1: Yeah he, he got he got what he wanted without actually getting like have having to reveal it.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, so I'm excited about this season. I think there's a really strong cast, um, and I'm really looking forward to watching it.
1: Me too, buddy. I'm excited to be doing this again. And uh, Next week we'll be back with with more Survivor content.
0: That's right. So uh, take care, Justin.
1: You too.